proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchmen of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I thank God above that you decided to listen to this podcast. Not because I need the glory, not because I need the verification, not because I need any adoration, but because I want you to be blessed by the Word of God. I believe with all of my heart that because you have invested your time in this podcast, because you have decided, rather I believe that you have been led to this podcast because you need to hear what God's will is for your life. And not only be a hearer, but a doer also. I am certain that we on this side of the podcast are doing our very best to give you what we believe God has laid upon our hearts. But it is up to you, listener, to take that word and apply it to your life. It's not only the ones who hear what the word of God is, but those who apply it to their life that actually receive the benefits actually reap the rewards of following Jesus, actually experience that life that he promised and that much more abundantly. So welcome to the podcast. And while I'm welcoming you, let me welcome also to this podcast, my brother in arms, my partner in the ministry, my friend, Scott. Scott, hello. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm blessed today and thankful that i get to come back on the main podcast again it's always a joy and it's exciting to me to get to hear what god's gonna say on this podcast what he's gonna say to us and the listeners i'm just i'm tickled to death to be here with you again brother charles how are you sir i'm doing well i'm excited as well because it has been a long time unfortunately it's been a long time and we apologize listener for the hiatus that we've been on, I mean, I ain't going to explain it all, but I'll give you a little bit of the reason why it's been so long since we've been on the podcast platform. It's because I suffered an injury and had to have surgery, and I've been recovering, but I thank God that I'm recovering well. I'm healed up nicely, and I'm ready to get back on the firing line to be a productive part of the kingdom of God. So I hope you haven't given up on us, listener. I hope you're not surprised and say, I can't believe they're back. (laughs) We are back, and we are ready to give you what we believe God has laid upon our hearts. So, Scott, before we get into today's podcast, we wanted to go to the Lord in prayer. And this is your opportunity, listener, to become a part of the ministry. You pray with us also. Pray that God opens your heart anoint your eyes and ears that you hear what the Lord says today that that just like the word of God says that the word is planted deep in your heart where the enemy can't come and steal it also at this time of prayer we have a list that Scott prays over calls out their names we have used this list to call out specific names and needs before the before the Lord And listener, if you would like to have your name added to this list, perhaps you have a need. Perhaps you're going through something. Perhaps you have a need in your life or you know someone else that you would like to add their name to the list that we might join our faith with yours and pray that God move in that situation. Then let us know. You can do so by emailing us, letting us know you have a prayer request, a need, a name that you would like to be added to the list i will include the email address of this ministry in the show notes of this podcast but i will give it to you at the end of the podcast if you would like to write it down and use it but we we urge you we implore you if you have a need if you have a name that you would like to have added to the list that scott's going to read then by all means let us know and we would be glad to add you to that list Scott, I want you to pray over the list. I want you to call those names out before the Lord. And I want you to pray for this podcast that God will get the glory, that the Holy Spirit will take over, that the word of God will be expressed, that the life-changing anointing that breaks the yokes of sin and of the enemy off our lives is present 
in this podcast. Scott, would you pray for us? I will surely pray. And I, I'm pleased to announce, Charles, that we, we've had some answers. I was looking over this list while you were talking, and we've had some wonderful answers to prayer off of this list on some of the people here. I'm looking at about three or four names. There's been there's been some wonderful answers to prayer on this list. I'm I'm gonna I'll say one of them out loud. I don't think they will mind. <coughs> but we we were praying for a child on here. Well, I'll leave the child's name. Uh, God knows. But we were praying for a child here for a physical healing on, on this list. And I'm pleased to announce, praise the Lord, he did get a healing off of this. So. I'm telling you, folks, it's, it's not the fact that it's Charles and Scott's list. That's got nothing to do with it. It's that we do and obey God's word, that we come together with our faith, join together, and call upon the Lord who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what we can ask or think. And, and when we obey his word like that, he performs his word, Charles. Amen. So like you said, if, if you've got a need, why are you praying for it by yourself? Why are you fighting that battle all alone? That's, that's the way the devil would like to keep you. If you would like to join with us and agree and, and fulfill the scripture that says where two or three come together and touch and agree is concerning anything, it shall be given. Now, if you'd like to be a part of that, I would suggest that you write into this ministry. Let us know. You don't have to get into full description. You can just let us know. We'll be glad to pray for you. But I'm going to go ahead and pray for these names anyway. I'm praying for Grace, Colton, Greg, Melissa, Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Tina, Joe, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Matthew, Shirley, Dante, Danielle, Billy, Saber, Rick, Noah, Wiley, Eric, Katrina. And there's some of these folks charles just to keep their names because we we like to keep anonymity here but there's some of these folks that listen just to know that we are calling their names out on this list so we want you to know we're, we're calling them we i i firmly firmly believe god is going to touch you in yeah. your area and need what it, whatever it may be i don't have to know charles don't have to know but ain't you glad that the great high priest of your soul knows exactly where you're at, what you're going through, the pain and the agony and the hurt. He knows. And I firmly believe that God is going to move on these requests when we pray. Now, you that's listening, maybe your name's not on here. We always try to say this. This is your opportunity. It doesn't matter that we're separated because we're in the future recording and you're there wherever you are. It doesn't matter. The anointing of God, the Holy Ghost of God is not constrained to time and space. When you fulfill that agreement and you pray with us about your need while we're praying on this list, it works just the same for you. So I suggest while we're praying, wherever you may be, just stop and take a moment agree in prayer if everything's going great in your life right now i'd like to get to know you number one and and two (laughs) two you can help me pray over this list i need your faith i need your faith in god right now so let's pray for these needs and then we're going to pray for the podcast father I, i humbly come to you today and i thank you so much for the ability for the privilege that it is to come into prayer with you Lord, we pray right now for the needs that are on this list. There are so many. There is nothing that a man can do on this list. But, God, you can do everything on this list. You are powerful. You are amazing. You are awesome. You are beautiful. You are wondrous. There is not a smidge of your glory that, that is went down over time. Your train still fills the temple. You still fill the universe through and through. And God, we thank you today that you answer prayer. I think you find it joy when your people come together and believe and trust in you that you are still able to do these things. We agree here on this podcast for each need, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, whatever the case may be. We pray over these needs in agreement that God, you would touch, 
you would move upon them. And I know you're going to. I, I know we're just going to get to hear good things. We already are. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But I think we're going to get to hear more good things. I pray if there's salvations on that list, I pray that the Holy Ghost would convict them in the name of Jesus and draw them into you. God, we thank you that we're going to hear answers and we're going to get to praise you for what you do. I pray for this podcast right now. I pray that your presence would move in this recording. Almighty, great and wonderful things can happen when you begin to move. God, you can do in five seconds what it would take me and Charles 30 years and still not get it done. In five seconds, you can life. I, I pray for the anointing to touch them wherever they are right now. And I, I pray, I speak hope. I speak hope into these people's souls that are listening right now that it's not over just yet. It's not done just yet, but there still is hope in you, Lord. I pray for them in the name of Jesus that they will receive that. I pray you move upon Charles and use him mightily. Speak to him, Lord, and lead and guide him through this podcast. We will give you the praise for all that's said and done. And thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. 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 Good prayer. Thank you, Scott, for praying. I believe God is going to move on every situation that was mentioned and on this podcast as well. And I thank God for that. I hope, listener, that you also prayed with us, that you joined your faith with ours. The word of God declares where two or more agree, it shall be done. Scott and I agree, and if you prayed that prayer of faith with us, then that's another one that agrees with us. And we will see God move in our lives if we believe. Scott, we have been away from the podcast platform for quite a while. When we left the podcast platform, we were on a series regarding hope. Now, we had spent 18 weeks on the subject of faith and it seemed to be an endless series until we finally brought it to an end but it came to me after we ended the series on faith that there is a need for a series on hope after all that is what faith is based on that is what faith draws its strength from that's what we aim our faith toward is whatever our hope is in and we can spend our faith on the wrong thing and not see eternal results. But if we spend our faith on the right hope, the right vision, the right plan, the right God, then we're going to see the rewards of investing our faith and hope in the right thing. Scott, we had done four episodes or four, four different podcasts so far on the series of hope. And since it had been so long, we thought if we still have the listeners on board, if they're still been faithful to us, they're still listening to the podcast, then it's time for a little bit of review to refresh what we've been talking about on hope before we get into any new material about hope. Let's revisit what's been said so that we're all on the same page. We're all ready to go forward, that nobody's left behind. Scott, we need hope. Let's talk about hope. Now, when we began to talk about hope, the very first podcast we did was regarding what we called the three pillars of life. Do you remember that podcast, Scott? Yes, sir. I certainly do. Faith, faith, hope, and love was the three pillars that we brought out. Yes, sir. Exactly. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, Paul writes, these three remain or abide, faith, hope, and love. In other words, the very thing that is the lifeblood of a Christian is faith, hope, and love. Now, they must be placed in the right object, object, right objective for them to work properly. But those three things are the pillars of our lives, Scott, what we build our life on, what sustains our walk, what gives us the motivation to keep going, Faith, hope, and love. And we spent quite a while on faith. Now we're talking about hope. Scott, hope, that word means an expectation of a certain thing or the anticipation 
of a certain desire to come to pass. Now, Scott, we also had a re, uh, a recording based on hope, as in the vision, and I believe that we can intertwine, we can exchange those words. That not only is hope necessary, but hope is also the vision that we carry in our life. And we talked about how vision comes from God. A right vision can come from God. But there are so many people today that are losing hope because they have the wrong vision or they do not have a vision that God has given to them and they're applying their hope and faith to the wrong objective. Scott, I believe with all of my heart that one of the most vicious attacks from the enemy today on society, on the world, on the, the family of God is trying to get us to a hopeless situation, make us see, make us look around at our circumstances, put our eyes on anything but Christ and get our mind focused on what we don't have, the problems that we're going through, the trials and the tribulations. Has there ever been a time in history, Scott, where there has been such an attack on the very hope of life as you have seen today. I, you know, in, in studying for this researching, there, there have been instances in the past that I have noticed in isolated groups that would go through these periods uh, where it seemed like hopelessness was there. There were isolated groups and isolated situations and areas. But I, I the whole time that I have been on planet Earth, and, and through the research I see, I, I don't see a time where it is such widespread as it is right now. And the numbers don't lie, Charles. If you if you look it up, the, the, the suicide rate, the the rate of things that you can look for um, in, in people that, you know, where the hope would be like the hope of a, a good marriage, the hope of this and that. It's it's all going down. The, the numbers are going down for hope and. The numbers of hopelessness are rising at alarming rates. I don't think there has ever been a time on this planet, and I could be wrong, but I don't think there's ever been a time on this planet where it's as widespread as it is. Did you see that in your research? Scott, it doesn't take very much to research and, and see how attacked hope has become. I mean, the divorce rate is out of control uh, the, the mass shootings that are occurring, it's almost like you can't listen to the news or read any news reports without there being another shooting and people dying in the name of, of chaos. And it just amazes me that there's as much hope that is left because Today's society is basing all of their energy and all their hope on what's going on in the world. And if, if we do that, we're going to be miserable people. Scott, I believe with all of my heart, there are more people today that are diagnosed with depression, fear, and anxiety yep. and on medications to deal with depression, fear, and anxiety. That's the highest that it's ever been. Yep. That right there are to be an indicator to us that there is an enemy loose and he is out to kill, steal, and destroy the very hope that keeps us from giving up. And that's not only in the world, but Scott, it's also happening in the body of Christ. We have Christians today, Scott, who feel hopeless, mm -hmm. who fight with depression, fear, and anxiety as much as the world does. And Jesus never meant for this to be the case. Jesus said he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Jesus said that we should have joy unspeakable and full of glory, that we should have an overcoming peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. But I see today in my brothers and sisters, Scott, this constant fight, this constant fret, this constant worry, this constant uh, just being down and, and, and distressed. And, and over, you know, overwhelmed by what's going on in the world today. And Scott, it's simply because we have allowed the enemy to take the hope that we should be applying to the eternal Christ above and placing it in temporary things on this earth. Do you agree? Absolutely. 100%. I, 
I'm trying not to get ahead of you too uh, on where you're going with the podcast, but I, I just thoroughly loved what you said about where the object of our, of our hope and our, and our faith is it, it means everything we're replacing it. I don't want to get ahead of you, but I know we were talking about this off, off mic, so to speak, but I'm telling you, man, it, it is so important. I'm beginning to see the more we get into this topic and, and do this on faith, hope, and love, especially hope that where we place the object of our hope means everything to do with if we're going to have this joy unspeakable and we're going to have gladness and we're going to have peace and all these things that, that yes, the devil's attacking, but there is a way. I'll, I'll be cryptic on purpose for a moment. There is a way to put the object of our hope in the right place that, yeah, the devil may be attacking, but he cannot take it. He cannot take it if if we know what to do. And I don't want to get ahead of you, so I'm going to hand this back to you. <laughs> That's okay. You're on the right track. Uh, I want to make sure that we're giving the people that are listening what they need to hear. I mean, so many mistakes that I've seen made in other podcasts and other ministers and other ministries is we love to define the problem. Uh, I've been in management and it seems to always be the case in management in business and in meetings that I've been in is we will spend countless hours defining the problem, making graphs, charts, <laughs> histograms, showing what the problem is, but very little time applying the answer or or explaining what will what we can do to change what the problem is and scott i don't want us to be guilty of the same thing on this podcast i don't want us to spend weeks and weeks on the subject of hope now unless the lord leads otherwise i don't feel like hope is going to be quite a long a series as faith was but i do believe that if we focus what our hope should be on, that that's where we're going to see the most benefit, that we could sit here and we could talk about the problems of the world and the problems of the body of Christ and how they're applying their hope and focusing their expectation on temporary things and not eternal things. And that's why there's so much disease, despair, so much depression, anxiety, and worry even in the body of Christ. Scott, like you said earlier, it's simply what we are focusing our hope on. Like we said earlier, hope is expectation. Another word for expectation is our vision. What do we our goals, what we desire, what are you know, a lot of people are trying to see or they're, they're trying to have their dreams come true. So let's let's put it in layman's terms, Charles. We are trying to get our dreams to come true in life. It is a human, a fact of human nature. Now, a born-again Christian's dream should change. Once they get born again and they develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, their dreams, their goals, their visions should line up with God's dreams, God's goals, and God's mm -hmm. visions for their life. Now, we see a lot of people today, Scott, that are fighting against God because they want their dreams to come to pass, and they haven't okayed their dreams or got God's approval on them, or they don't match up with God's dreams and visions, and they're in constant fight or struggle with God to let go of their own dreams, their own dreams, their own visions, their own goals. But Scott, it's human nature to see our dreams come true. Mm -hmm. We all want a love in our life. We all want to be successful, whether it be in marriage or business or parenthood. We want to be successful. There is no one out there that wakes up in the morning and says, I want to fail today. <laughs> Nobody's plan is to fail. But Scott, before we can have true success, we've got to make sure that our hope or our vision is in the right objective. It's focused on the right thing, that we have okayed our dreams, goals, and visions with God, that what we want for our life lines up with what he wants for our lives. I believe one of the main reasons, Scott, there is such a hopeless state in the world 
and in the body of Christ is because we are not taking the time to discover what God's will is for our life, God's dreams and God's goals and God's visions for our life. And we're just going on the pretense that God is there to help me get my own dreams, my own goals, my own visions completed to see me successful in my own desires. And we don't take the time to say, now, God, what is your dream for my life? What is your goal for my life? What is your vision for my life? Scott, someone who does that, they're not going to be depressed. They're not going to be anxious. They're not going to be worried. They're not going to fear because they know that God has promised to bring something to pass in their life. A word from God will change the hope of every individual. Amen. Oh, well said. I, I think you hit a, a, a big chunk of the problem right there. You know, we live in a society here that wants to push very hard at a young age the American dream. Yeah. I mean, we, we hear about it. You know, you're supposed to, they would say, you're supposed to grow up to have a fine house <laughs> and a fine two-car garage and yep. sweet cars to drive and a nice little nine-to-five bank job with a fat bank account that's the American dream, buying what I want to buy, doing what I want to do. And we push this into these children at an early age. And so you get into this problem where the first dream, because you can dream things up yourself, the first dream or thing that you come up with that you would like to have, you, you automatically, especially Christians, will automatically go, that must be a dream from God because you know God wants me to always be happy. Is what I'm asking for, <laughs> and we and we we pursue that, and it, it's just exactly what you said. You you didn't check with God in prayer to see if that was from Him or you. You you didn't check with God in prayer to see what He had lined up for your life, because the Bible says the steps of a good man are what ordered by the Lord. So you didn't check with that, and and there comes that problem. The dream don't happen. It shatters. Something goes to pieces, and now you're mad at God. You're you're a hopeless in a hopeless situation. You you've given up hope that anything's going to work out. What a, what a horrible trap! Would you agree, Scott? I think if if I'm hearing where the Holy Spirit is going, and I hope you bear witness with this, but the word that came to me while you were talking was entitlement. Yeah, yeah, Amen, Amen. And there is a rampant disease that has been loosed in the world and it's mm -hmm. also been loosed in the body of Christ. Entitlement. We have a generation today who believes that they deserve the best. I hear it on commercials all the time. I hear it. I see it on billboards. I read it in papers. I hear it in the news. You need to get what you deserve. I hear mm -hmm. those words all the time. All I want is what I deserve. And Scott, we have bred a society. We have bred a generation who believes that they are entitled to the best that life has to offer without paying any kind of price, without making any kind of effort, that just because they're human beings, they're supposed to have the best in life. They're mm -hmm. supposed to get the free education, they're supposed to get the free health care, they're supposed to get the free benefits of all that life has to offer without any kind of payment, without any kind of effort, without any kind of hard work. And Scott, that, unfortunately, that mentality has ruined this nation mm -hmm. and it's ruined the body of Christ because the humanistic gospel has also bred a society or a body of believers that think that they are also entitled to whatever they, like you said, God is here to make me happy. God's main goal is to bless my, bless me, to make me prosper, and to keep me in good health. We hear it all the time how everyone is, pre. I mean, every, every major minister on TV and on the radio is constantly putting out ministries, constantly putting out messages of how God wants you to have the very best. Now, I am not against blessings. 
I'm not against God's blessings. God said, if you follow him, you would be blessed. We can read in the Bible how people who obeyed God were blessed. But the blessing is not the objective. The blessing should not be the end-all, be-all focus. Blessings are only a side effect or they are a, they, they're, they're just a benefit of having our hope and our focus on the main thing. Amen. Amen. I, you see, you said another word. You, you said entitlement is what you heard while I was talking. While you were talking, when you said the word humanistic gospel. Yep. I, I, I mean, that's key on, baby, key on. And just like you said, we, we have perpetrated <clears throat> to the body of Christ for a long time now, Charles, years in the making. We've, we've perpetrated the gospel that says you're never supposed to be sick. Yep. You're, you're never supposed to be broke. You're, you're always supposed to be on top of the mountain. You should be commanding and, and wielding command every day and not go through nothing. If you have, you've sinned. And, yep. and that's kind of the humanistic gospel in a nutshell. And and these big time preachers on TV and podcasts and radio, we've we've let this go on without standing up and, and answering against it. We, we've let this go on for so long now, Charles. No wonder it's destroyed yes. hope all through the land because these kids come up hearing this stuff, whether the, whether they're saved or not, whether they're churchgoers or not. They come up hearing this stuff. They, they, they get duped into believing that that's the way it is. I'm entitled. God's living, and his only uh, thing he's living for is just to make me happy and, and super excited all the time. And when, this, when reality sets in, all hope is lost. What? It's, just, it's just a, if I can say it, it's a damning poison from the pits of hell. Absolutely, Amen. sir. Huh. I believe, Scott, that if we were to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit, and if we could ask God questions and get his answers, he would say the reason why you are hopeless, the reason why you feel like you are, you know, in despair, depression, and anxiety is because you believe that everything should be given to you without a price, that everything you go through is not, is because you're sinning or not, you know, or because you're not in God's will. And, you know, we talked about Job on the last podcast and how even though that Job was going through the loss of everything, he lost all his possessions, he lost all his children, and he lost his health, he was in the center of God's will, yeah, even, yeah. He, even in these losses. Now, if you try to convince a Christian today that when they're in misery, when they're in pain, when they're in loss, when they're in bad health, it's quite possible that they could be in the center of God's will. They're going to rebuke you. They're going to reject mm. that thinking. They're going to reject that preaching because they have been taught all their lives that nothing bad is supposed to happen to me because I'm a child of God. Nothing should be taken away from me because I'm a child of God. It's affected the world. It's affected us. And is it quite possible, Scott, that the reason why there's so much hopelessness, the reason why there's so much depression, the reason why there's so many people feeling let down with Christianity is because they have been, they have been led to believe a humanistic gospel of entitlement and that it's all about them and it's not all about God anymore. Oh, I got to amen you again. Can I substitute a word? I'm just going to go right along with what you're saying. Let's substitute a word with for entitlement for the word treasures for just a moment, because entitlement, when, when you get under that spell, it, it forces you to place your heart. You know, we're, we're skirting along that scripture, Charles. It says hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And, and we're skirting along the border of everybody's heart sick right now because of hopelessness oh. and entitlement. Let, let, help me with this. Now, I, I know you know where I'm going. Help me with this. Let, let me transfer that word entitlement it, it gets you to focus on things and the desires for things and and to grab all the things that you can get that's what's going to make you happy 
and, and it makes you focus that way. And while you were speaking, a scripture came to me. I've never really looked at it this way, but I'm, I'm going to read it out loud. You help me with this. It's just a couple of verses. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, right. where moth and rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves, look, look where the focus is going, how Jesus says it. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. And, and I know I'm pulling it back to an object kind of thing. I know. I'm trying not to get ahead of you. But, Charles, it's, it's so important that we realize this humanistic gospel has pulled the focus or the objective of where our hope is really supposed to be. And yep. it's pulled it aside for these, these things. And we'll use these things to gauge our relationship with God. Won't yeah, we, uh, you know, I'm going to give this back to you. I don't know where you want to go with that one, but uh, you're, you're right on, you're right on the money. I, uh, I may, I'm feeling a witness on everything that you're saying that one of the traps of the enemy is to make, blessings and possessions and treasures the barometer of our lives and we think because we're being blessed that we're in the will of god because we're being given you know there because there's no problems because we have good health because there seems to be nothing going wrong in our lives at the moment that that is a proof positive that we're in the will of god scott there are Paul said that he had found in every situation he oh, said yeah. that there was times in his life where he had abundance and then there were times in his life where he had nothing and all of these things were the will of God when he was being blessed it was the will of God when he was found in need it was the will of God when he was in the palace it was the will of God when he was in the prison it was the will of God <laughs> Amen Paul had his focus on the right thing. And the reason why Paul didn't fall victim to hopelessness is because his vision was eternal. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we have a, a body of believers today that are full of hopelessness and depression is because their vision or their hope is not an eternal destiny, eternal person. Uh, you know, and let's just get right down to it. The person. Mm, yes. The person. Oh, that's me. Yes. echoed in my spirit. I think where we're going with this series, the reason why it might be cut so short is because hope in the right objective will never go away. Amen. Possible to finish the race. Even when he was laying his head on the chopping block, and he was getting ready to leave this world. He said, I have fought the fight. I have kept faith and I have finished the course. Henceforth is laid up for me. See where his mind was? Yeah. yeah. See where his focus was. See where his vision was. If he would have been looking around, Scott, at that time and saying, I'm about to be put to death. I'm in prison. I'm in chains. And now they're going to take my head. He would have thought I'm out of the will of God. He would have thought. God's not on my side. He would have said, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Does that sound familiar, listener? Have you heard <laughs> these words coming out of your own mouth? Because I've sure been guilty of it, and I know Scott's been guilty of it. It's because we've got our focus on the wrong thing. Paul was able to say, henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness that the righteous judge, Christ Jesus, will give to me because my mind is focused on him. My mm. vision is focused on eternity. I have my sights set on eternal things and not on things of this world. Scott, I believe the cure for hopelessness is getting our mind, our focus, our vision, our hope on the eternal thing. And that is Jesus Christ. He is our blessed hope. Amen. Oh, amen. You know, I, I can hear some of the people uh, maybe throwing back at us right now. Are, are you really trying to tell me, Charles and Scott, that it's the will of God for me to be as sick as I am? Yeah. And I can hear these questions. And, Charles, I'm, I'm going to bring up something real fast. You were a witness 
to this. You saw this happen, so you can say amen. This is truth. But I was ministering and going along and preaching and, and, and taking appointments and just being as busy as a person can be. But I got myself into a place where I wasn't listening to the voice of God like I needed to to hear. Okay, Charles, I you remember at 27 years old, I came down with the chicken pox, full-blown chicken pox. I mean, painful and horrible as it can be. When you're 27 <laughs> years old, you get the chicken pox, you're in for a nightmare. It's yep. painful. It's horrible. I was struck with that chicken pox out of the blue for no reason whatsoever, Charles. But in that time that I was down for days recuperating, my spirit became quietened down. I became calmed down. All my plans and agendas that I had generated came to a screeching halt. And then I could hear the voice of the Lord that finally led me to start a radio broadcast on the local radio station in the town we were in. Charles, that led to two souls getting saved out of that out of that whole thing. So you spoke about the will of God. If we're not seeking, searching for the will of God in our life, and, and you don't know how God's going to do things, you don't you can't see the full counsel of God like he can. I mean, when he gave Joseph the dream that everybody <laughs> was going to bow to him, what happened next? His whole life kind of looked like it was falling apart, but it was God positioning him to be in the place that he needed to be. And, you know, let me say this, and I'm going to give it back to you. You spoke about Job. Job, if you notice, Job's heart wasn't in the treasures. He had all manner of sheep. He had all manner of ox. He was, he was one of the richest men alive on the face of the planet at the time that it was wrote. But his heart wasn't in the treasures. And you say, how do you know that, Scott? Because when it was all taken away from him in, in a day's time, what did he say? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His heart was in the right objective, seeking to get a hold of God, just like you were talking about, Paul. I, it's, it's all about that objective where it's at. I'm handing it back to you. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, <laughs> the word from the Holy Spirit today is alignment. The problem is entitlement and the cure is alignment. Amen. I like that. And I feel that running all over myself right now as I say it. The Holy Spirit's telling me if you are in a place where you feel hopeless, depressed, anxious, fearful, you need to let go of the entitlement and get the alignment. Realign Amen. your vision. Realign your goals. Realign your dreams to the eternal person of Jesus Christ. Paul said, Philippians chapter 3, he said, I press, I forget those things which are behind, and I press forward to the mark of the prize of God, which is what? Jesus Christ. Amen. Scott, just to give them a preview, you know, we've talked about faith, we've talked about hope, we're going to talk about love because we've got to cover the three pillars of life. But I'm telling you right now, the end-all, be-all of all three of these lessons is your faith, your hope, your love in the right objective, and that is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. If you make Jesus the ultimate go, then no matter what happens to you, just like Job, just like Paul, no matter what happens to you, it will not deflate you. It will not deter you it will not knock you off course it will not derail your faith if you make jesus the ultimate goal of your life getting to where he is scott i've said it on a previous podcast that one of the main the main problems with the hopelessness that christians seem to be facing today is because they've got their eyes on temporary treasures and not on the treasure which is jesus christ and that is the answer for the problem that we have with hopelessness is aligning our faith, our hope, our vision, our love with the right objective. And that is a person 
and his name is Jesus Christ. Scott, I don't know where we could go from here. Because <laughs> there's nowhere that is, else. That is the answer to the problem. That is the answer to the problem. Amen. Amen. There, there is. That's that's the whole point. I believe the Holy Spirit has shown us. That's that's the whole point of this podcast. Is if you are in, if you're suffering from terrible hopelessness, it's because you're out of alignment yep. with where your hope should be. I mean, there's this. It's as plain as plain can be. You, you spoke of Paul, and I'll, I'll say this, but you spoke of Paul again, and, and I think he's the good example because everything that he did, if you study his life in the Bible, everything he did, you can see him trying to apprehend that which got a hold of him That's right. on Damascus Road. Charles, he never got over that experience. He never forgot it, got past it. It, it was such a, a – I, can you just imagine the presence uh-huh. That he was in the the power and the love that for those few moments when Jesus revealed himself to him and spoke to him, he, he never got over that. And he was constantly chasing that for the rest of his life. Well, yeah, if you're in that kind of mode, you're going to be happy that you're about to get your head cut off. You're going right. to be tickled pink because you're going to get to finally be with him. i got to pull that back. So, yes, sir. That's the point of the whole thing. Yes, sir. It is. And Scott, it's secure now. You know, where do we go from here? Well, like I said, I don't want this podcast to be guilty of defining the problem, but not talking about the solution. So how does someone realign their goals, their dreams, their visions? How does somebody realign their faith, hope, and love to get out of the hopelessness and the despair and the despondency that they may have fallen victim to. I'm not putting any fingers in anybody's faces because this has happened to me. There have been periods in my life where I have questioned God and said, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Right, you know, just recently I had to go through surgery, and I could have blamed God for what I was going through. I could have pointed my finger in God's face and say, God, I've been trying to do your will. I've been trying to lead a good life. I've been actively preaching the gospel on a podcast, and yet you still let this happen to me. But I didn't do that, Scott. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a reason for why God allowed what happened to me to be to happen, and maybe it was simply for this podcast to give him glory. Amen. And to remind our listeners that it's not what you go through on this side that matters. It's where you go when you leave this world that matters. Amen. And we are on a journey. More more than a journey, we're in a race. Paul called it a race. We're in a race to see the prize, and the prize is Jesus. And if you've got that focus in mind, you're not going to be derailed. You're not going to be taken. You're not going to be taken out too easily scott your hope is not going to be that easily to be wiped out if you've got your focus on jesus christ i mean the devil took everything from Job, but he could not take away god from Job. that's the one thing he could take away and because Job kept his mind and his focus on god and made god his main objective his main goal his main source of hope that no matter what the devil did to him, it never made him quit. It never made him give up. Now, Scott, if I was to ask you, the listener says, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I'll admit that I have been caught in a hopeless situation, that I've let depression creep in, despair, fear, anxiety, because things are not working out in my favor. Things that I thought would never happen to me have happened. I'm going through things that other preachers have told me that I shouldn't be going through if I'm truly in love with Jesus. Or if I am going through it, I'm being disobedient. I've been looking for a way out. Scott, how do I realign my faith, hope, and love into the right objective? How do I get back on course if I admit that I went off course? Uh, I'm, this is not going to be theologically deep. It might make some folks mad, but but you come to me with that problem. There is only one answer. I'm going to have to get you. I'm going to have to lead you 
however I can help you do it, get you back into the presence, get you back into his presence is where the realignment is going to occur. We, we can't, we've got to mention this. When you, when you allow yourself to get into that shape, there, there is also a spiritual realm. I got to say this quickly. There's also a spiritual realm. When you allow yourself to get in this shape, Charles, not, not only are you dealing now with the, the, the way you're thinking, but now you've allowed the demons to oppress you. They're, they're going to fuel that depression and, and hopelessness that you have to, to try to lock you down and destroy you. They are going to be there as well. So I've got to get you back into the presence of God, back into the Holy Spirit, back into the tangible, moving presence of the Holy Ghost. That is where the realignment is going to occur. And that starts by maybe you've got to revitalize a, a what used to be strong prayer life. Maybe you don't, you know, I know when I got in hopeless situations, Charles, my prayer life went down. I, I didn't stay in contact like I used to. I, I didn't read his word like I used to. I was enveloped with despair and hopelessness. And it wasn't till I got back in to his presence, restarting my prayer life, maybe, maybe, adding a little more time to my prayer life. Maybe I've got to fast a little bit now because I've opened the door for the enemy of my soul to fuel my depression and hopelessness. Maybe I've got to fast a little bit, but it's getting back into his presence yes. like, like you were. That is the key. That is through prayer. There, there is no big theological incantation or formula. It's back to prayer. It's back to reading his word. And, and allowing that to realign your soul. Would you agree with that? Maybe you've got a better one. Absolutely. No, I don't have a better one. Presence is where it's at. But I will tell you what I got while you were speaking. Now, for those listeners who take the time to listen to the supplemental podcast that is also affiliated with this ministry, Scott puts out a podcast called The Key of David Supplemental. And recently on his supplemental, he has already spoken about the answer. And the listeners who have taken the time to listen to the supplemental already know the answer to the situation that we're in. And that's exactly what he said to the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelation. And he said, repent and do your first verse over and get back to your first love. And it's got that backs up exactly what you said about getting in his presence. But what came to me while you were talking was repentance. Mm, now, yes. that, is, uh, that is a subject that is not covered in the body of Christ anymore. I, I challenge anybody this Sunday on Mother's Day, when you listen to this, if it's already <laughs> past Mother's Day, then I, I, I say do it the next Sunday. But on Mother's Day especially, I challenge you to go look for a minister. Find a message. Turn on a minister on television. Go to any church. See if you hear any preaching about repentance. Mm -hmm. You're going to be challenged. I dare say more than likely, almost 100% assured, you're not going to find that word. You're going to find quaint little words about how you are God's object of God's eye that you're special, that you're entitled to the best that God has to offer. There's not going to be any words on repentance. But, Scott, what came to me while you were talking about getting back to the presence of God was repentance. And that word repent means to change course. Yes, yes. To do something different. Let's face it, listener. Is what you've been doing working? You're in a hopeless <laughs> situation. You're full of depression. You're full of despair. You haven't heard God's voice in a long time. You haven't felt his presence in a long time. What have you been doing to realign to the first works and the first love that you had when you got saved? Are you praying like you should? Are you reading like you should? Are you seeking God's face like you should? Are you serving your other brothers and sisters like you should? Because the Bible says, if you give, it shall be given to you. That if you're serving, that God will make sure that you're being served what you need. Scott, I'm telling you right now, it's all about repentance and going back to the first works 
and get him back in the presence of God, that's going to resolve the issue with hopelessness. I love what you're saying. Repentance is your first step. And, you know, there. can I say this? If we got time for me to say Absolutely. this? Uh, you know, wow. You, you mentioned that about serving others. I'm, I'm going to say this. It's probably not going to make a whole lot of sense, but I have found this to be true in my Christian walk. If I'm suffering from something, battling, wow, I feel this. I don't know who this is going to, but if I'm battling something, if I go find someone else who's battling the same thing, yep. <laughs> and I begin to pray for them, maybe even fast for them, that God would break it off of that person, I found that he'd break it off me at the yeah. same time. There is there is a power about not only repentance, absolutely repentance is your first step, but also adding to that, serving others. If yeah. you're suffering from depression, I dare you. I challenge you, listener, to do this. I challenge you. Prove me wrong. If, if you're suffering from depression, find you a brother and sister in the Lord who's battling that bad and begin to pray for them. And watch you come out of that situation. I'm starting to get loud, so I'm going to pull this back. But but there's a power in that, Charles. Would you agree? Scott serving someone else. I mean, what is the cure for the for that infectious, this, that horrible disease of entitlement that has swept over the world and swept over the body of Christ? What better cure than service? What better what better cure than service? So if we have heard from the Holy Spirit today, which I believe we have, we have heard repentance, we've heard service, and getting back into his presence. Those are the cures for hopelessness, depression, anxiety, and fear. Scott, those things cannot live in the presence of God. Those things cannot dwell in the presence of God. It's all about realigning our focus, getting our hope, love, and faith focused back on the original main goal, and that's God himself. He is our blessed hope. He is our prize. He is our joy. He is our love. He is our reward. Scott, when we look for blessings, we'll be disappointed. But if we look for the one who gives the blessings, we will never be disappointed. Amen. Now, in the time that we've got left, it's time to pray and go to action. We have a lot of listeners that may have already been doing these things, may have been listening to your supplemental podcast, may have already got on track and realigned their focus on eternal destiny, on eternal person, Jesus Christ, and started making their way back. But for those listeners who are hearing us now and saying, that's me, I've been suffering from depression. I've been suffering from a state of hopelessness. I feel like I'm being put on a situation that I don't deserve. And I've been asking God, why is this happening to me? I've been asking God, why did you allow this to happen? I've been asking God, where did you go, God? What did you, you'll find out that God's never left you. That God's never went anywhere. He's waiting on you to get back to the place where you used to be, where you need to be. Realign your hope, faith, and love in him. Scott, it's time to go to action. It's time to put these steps into practice to see these come to pass in our lives. Would you pray for us? Pray for me. Pray for you. Pray for the listener that we will begin to put these steps into action, that we will make an intentional decision to do these things so that we can escape this entitlement attitude, escape this depression, this hopelessness, this fear, this worry, this anxiety that is sweeping over the world, and to get victory over the enemy and to get victory in our lives and to get our hope back where it needs to be. Would you pray? I will definitely pray, and I'm going to pray a specific way. So, listener, I want you to listen close. I want you to pray with me in agreement. Pray with me in agreement that God is going to do this this way. First, I'm going to pray like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, any evil spirit 
that has come upon this listener to fuel that oppression and doubt and worry, we, Charles and I, bind this spirit in the name of Jesus. We, We command it to get off of them and their family and their house in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for this deliverance. Then, too, I'm praying now, Lord. And I'm, I'm praying just as though I'm the listener. Forgive me, oh Lord, for any place, instance, where, where I, I doubted you, where I got angry, because, Lord, I did get angry. I didn't understand why these things were going on. I doubted your love, and, and I doubted your trust. And I'm sorry, Lord, that I, I allowed this to happen. You are a good God, and you work for my good. Lord, please forgive me in, in your name. For, for that anger, for that disbelief, for, for allowing doubts to come into my mind about you. I know that you love me, Lord. You've proved it over and over again. So, Lord, I repent of that. And, and now, Lord, I pray as, as I seek your face, give me of your presence. Let me be in your presence now so that I can know what your dream is, what your will is, that I can align myself with you, Lord. Let me be in your presence as I pray, as I read. Speak to me again and renew our fellowship. Oh, Lord, I think David prayed it that way. Renewing me a right heart and a right spirit within me, oh, Lord. Renew that heart and spirit in me, God, and let us begin again as if it was brand new. Oh, Lord, you told the church in Ephesus, uh, you told us to repent and return to that first love. I am sorry. I let that light go out, but please, in the name of Jesus, renew that light in my spirit. Renew the love and the fellowship that we had, and God, I give you the praise for the answer that you are going to do it. You wouldn't have said this word unless you meant to heal, so I thank you for this word, and I give you the praise in Jesus' name, and I pray this for the listeners as well, in Jesus' name, and amen. Amen, amen. Good prayer. Thank you so much, Scott, for praying. Listener, I hope you prayed that prayer with us. I hope that you have made a decision to repent, renew, and realign, to get back to the place where you once were, to go forward in the name of Jesus Christ, to get that joy and that love that David said we could have, to, Lord God, return unto me the joy of thy salvation. And that's my prayer, and that's Scott's prayer. And listener, I hope that's been your prayer as well. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. But more than enjoy it, I hope you put it to practice. I hope it's made a difference. I hope that it has sparked a a decision in your life to do those steps that you need to do to get back to the place where you need to be. Maybe you're in that place. Maybe you're right where you need to be with God, but you probably know other people. You might have other people in your own life that you know that are suffering from this entitlement attitude, from this despair from this worry from this fret from this depression from having their focus on temporary things and not on eternal things and they want to give up they want to question god maybe they're even angry with god share this word help us to get this out you can share this word on your social media word of mouth make sure others hear what you've heard today in doing so you will be a part of this ministry you will help Scott and myself be a productive part of the kingdom of God. You will lay up for yourself treasure in heaven, just like we said earlier, that rust not, that gets not devoured, that you will receive a reward for on the day that Jesus returns. In the meantime, we have other resources that you can enjoy. We have blogs you can read. We have a Facebook page. We have Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on all the links to all the resources that we have will be in the show notes of this podcast. I encourage you to use them. I encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes that you may have missed. I encourage you to listen to Scott's supplemental podcast. Scott puts out a supplemental podcast in addition to this one that we put out every week or that we try to. And hopefully we will get back into a normal deliverance that maybe that the Lord will see fit to allow us to start putting these podcasts out on a regular basis again. 
Scott, this has been a pleasure. I really appreciate you helping me with this podcast. I, I appreciate the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for speaking to us today, for telling us what the answer is, and that, that if we apply these things that we've heard today to our lives, that we will see the victory in our lives. Listener, it is, oh, I meant to mention, if you want to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. Any kind of feedback, whether it be a comment, a prayer request, you want a name added to the list that we pray over, we would love to hear you from you. It would bless our hearts. It would encourage us. You can do so by sending us an email. The email will be linked in the show notes, but if for those people who would like to write it down, the email address is simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. And if you would do that, we would sure benefit from it and we would pray with you and we would love to hear from you. So please do that for us. Scott, again, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. It has been a pleasure serving you in some capacity, listener, and I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. It is the prayer of the Key of David podcast. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. It is my prayer, it is Scott's prayer, that each and every person listening would repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.